Welcome to episode 78 of Hello Church. This is the second episode in season two. We're talking all the season about writing and delivering great sermons. I'm Wade Bearden. And I'm Justin Trapp. And today we're going to be talking about how to outline your sermon. Yeah. And there are many different ways to do this. Yeah. No, no one right way. Uh, but maybe there's a right way for you. So we're going to be talking about that here in a moment. First, though, yeah. first thing, uh, first step of writing a good sermon outline is reviewing us on Spotify. That's what it is. Uh, review us on Spotify or Apple iTunes. Uh, you can also subscribe. So make sure to do that. We've got great stuff coming this season. If you missed last week, if you didn't have a chance to listen to it, we talked about the big idea of the sermon. So that was great. Very foundational. Now we're moving on to outlining your message. So check that out. You don't have to listen to that first. So you can listen to this now, but make sure you go back if you haven't had a chance to check it out. Wait, so let's talk about a moment about the importance of writing, having an outline for your message. Why is it important? Yeah. Well, first, what what is an outline? It's just a way to organize mm-hmm. uh, your sermon. You could do three points. You could do uh, four points. You could organize it according to the problem that you're addressing. But just having some sort of formula to walk through the text and to communicate the text properly in a way your people can understand. You want your people to leave and say, oh wow, I understood what that Bible passage was teaching and I understand how it applies to my life today. So a good outline is gonna help your sermon makes sense logically. There's this great graphic that I saw, I think it's on the cover of a book, but it's about thinking and communicating, and it has two points, point A and point B. And for the life of me, I can't remember what book this is, but you've got one uh, one side, it's uh, this line, and it's just kind of going like this, 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 and then it gets to point B. On the other side, A to B, boom. I think sometimes what happens in our messages is we start out on A, and because we don't have an outline, we are all over the place. All roads lead back to David and Goliath. I mean, we're just like, hey, remember David? And people who are like new to church are like, no. You're like, hey, remember remember the story of Matthew Levi? And you're like, Matthew Levi? Like, are those a pair of jeans? I'm not sure like what you're talking about. One time I did a, I was you know in creative media, and I was... Running, creating a slide deck for the speaker mm-hmm. that was coming into our denominational conference, and I kid you not, it was the the most slides I've ever done for any <laughs> uh, presentation of the gospel ever. And he he had over thirty scriptures that he referenced. Wow! Now it was impressive. He knew God's word like yeah. crazy, right? You could just just spout out scriptures like crazy, but it was really, really hard to follow because he referenced, again, over 30 independent scriptures from all over the Bible. Mm-hmm. And it just, it was like you you were describing that the sort of point A to point B was this jumbled yeah. mess. I have a question. It's yeah. sort of a hot, hot button question. This oh, is not no. even the notes. I was saving this one for you. Is the Holy Spirit an outline? <laughs> <laughs> the Holy Spirit inspired scripture, yes. right? Uh, scripture is inspired by God. The Holy Spirit works with us. But just like in the sanctification process, uh, the Holy Spirit saves us uh, and and rejuvenates us and recreates us. Uh, but when it comes to sanctification, the Holy Spirit combines with our work to help change our behavior. We mm-hmm. have this choice and we've got to work towards that and the Holy Spirit is empowering that. So I like to think it's the same when you're preaching too. The Holy Spirit is working through you and you need to yeah. be open to that. But that's not an excuse to be lazy. Yeah. If you're just like, 
oh, I'm just going to go up on stage with no outline. And the Holy, the Holy Spirit is trying to work through you during the week. And you're just like, no, no, no. You can only work through me in, during the last minute. And, and so, yeah, that, that, that's a good question. Well, and the reason why I say that is we get ad comments all the time on Facebook or on social media where it's like, sermon outline, well, that's preposterous. I, mm-hmm. I got the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And that's, that's all I need. Man, the Word of God is so amazing and beautiful and, and wild and important. And, and sometimes when we communicate it, we, we strip all that away. Yeah. And we make it inc- overly confusing. Mm-hmm. And people walk away and they say, I don't know what that passage means. And it's because we didn't do the work to communicate that. So that's important. And then also... Another reason why it's important to have a sermon outline is to really harness the natural rhythm of your sermon, and even the Bible passage. If you look at uh, good speeches, if you look at good movies, books, concerts, uh, there's, there's this natural sort of rhythm. We might have a high moment and then drop down, and then the high moment and drop down until we get to that big conclusion. And if you have a good outline, you're helping to capture and channel the attention of your audience. And that's through reading through the scripture that's using illustrations and using applications. And so just like you don't want to yell the whole time, because if you yell about everything in your message, nothing's important. Uh, it, you don't want to whisper the whole time. You like to have that balance of, of emphasizing a point and then kind of dropping back down. I think if you use a outline well, you'll do that in your message. Movies do that. I mean, you don't, you, an entire movie isn't made up of the final sequence, right? If, mm-hmm. if, if all movies, they took the final sequence and they made that energy and that intensity, yeah. right? The entire movie, we would just get numb mm-hmm. to it after a certain while. It's just, it's just chaos, yeah. it's just noise. Like yeah. you mentioned, concerts do the same thing. So in high school, I recorded an album. Mm-hmm. Not a well-known fact. <laughs> is it a well-known album? Well, n- not really. <laughs> it is well-known to one of my good friends who, it, you know, I made the album when, it was, when it, we had CDs, and the CD got stuck in his truck, and it would not come out of his CD player. So he said every time he would turn on his truck, my album would it, come on, and he had to change it. To somebody the, somewhere still has that truck, yeah. and they're just like, I don't know who this guy is. Yeah, I don't know who this guy is. But he haunts my dreams. There it is. So when I was... Uh, working on my album and I was singing a lot I was traveling a lot doing different uh, concerts at different youth groups we'd lead worship at youth camps I had gotten this VHS series from the um, songwriting mentor of mine Joey Garza who I love Joey if you're if you're ever watching this I love you Uh, and he gave me this this VHS training series and I believe the guy's name was like Tom Jackson or Phil Jackson and basically this guy was like the consultant to all the big bands at the time Jars of Clay mm. Audio Adrenaline Rebecca St. James and what he would do man those are some heavy hitters they right? are some heavy hitters I got chills right now goosebumps yeah. you can't so, see I've got my hoodie on they, <laughs> So he, what he would do is he would work with them on crafting an experience, a, a rhythm, so to speak, in their concerts. And so he would say, hey, you need to classify every one of your songs by a number, one to five. One is being just an intimate, a soft, a, a just a real a low-key song. And then five is like, you know, just all energy, 
intensity. And, and what you want to do is you want to craft a concert that sort of like works through mm-hmm. these songs in a way that it's complementary, that it, you know keeps the audience uh, uh, in focus, energized, engaged. And so the same is true with your sermon, right? You, you're you're sitting here, they're standing in a room communicating the gospel for 45 minutes to a room full of people. It's a lot of content to go through. An outline really will help you maneuver through that content in a way that is engaging and compelling. And so at the end of that 45 minutes, they, they are taking away your, your application points or taking away uh, maybe a story you shared. But there are moments, like you mentioned, there are moments mm-hmm. in this, within the sermon that help make it more memorable. Yeah, and, and two, if, if you're working through um, maybe even some of Paul's works or even Jesus's words or parables, sometimes you've got to emphasize one point so that you can emphasize a second point. You've got to em- emphasize the brokenness of humanity in order to emphasize uh, why we need Jesus. So having an outline will help you kind of build up what the text is trying to say. And, can, and can we talk a, a minute for, uh, about the difference between inductive and deductive preaching? Yeah, so the, it, inductive and deductive is a way, uh, general idea, and it, and it flows into your outline because it determines how you communicate that that sermon, that text. So a deductive uh, sermon is is basically where you come out and you say, hey, Here's the big idea. Here's what the text is teaching. Here's this principle I want you to understand. And then the rest of the message can either show how that's true from Scripture or say, now that that's true, here's some points that automatically follow from that. And so it depends on your audience. Maybe you come up and, and you say, you know, if you have an audience full of, of Christians, uh, you might say, hey, is God really loving? Uh, you know, we'll find out. You probably don't want to do that because your audience is like, yeah, we know God is love. Maybe you could say, hey, God is love. Uh, here's how that's going to change your life. Uh, but if you're with people who are maybe new to Christianity or not Christians, you might come up and you do an inductive message. And an inductive message says, hey, here's a problem, here's an issue, and let's go to scripture and figure out the answer. So you might come, you might say, hey, maybe you feel absolutely alone in life. You feel like nobody's looking out for you. And you work through how God is a God of love. And that comes to fruition at the end of your message. I feel like when I listen to Andy Stanley messages, I feel like he utilizes inductive preaching a yeah, lot. Yeah, There was one of the great deductive preachers that I grew up under, his name was Howard Burroughs, and he was just a master at this, right? He would sort of come out with his main point and his main thesis of the message, and then he would start going through the message, and you you would begin to think, well, maybe he he got lost. Yeah. And at the end of his message, he was sort of bringing it all full circle. Everything was sort of pulled together at the end, and you're like, man, you sly dog. Like, you you had us the whole yeah. time, right? Mm-hmm. He was a great cool. deductive uh, communicator, and I think uh, Andy Stanley, he utilizes inductive preaching a lot. Mm-hmm. In fact, you see it, in, and we'll talk about it here in a second, the different outlines you can use. Andy Stanley's outline, I think, is, is a great example of inductive uh, uh, format. No, and, and that makes complete sense, and it's very true when you listen to his, to his messages. So 
there are a number of different principles that we've kind of talked about. Uh, the last one before we dig into specific sermon outlines is this. Your outline should probably change based on the scripture text. When you read it, uh, what's the best way to communicate it? Yeah. Uh, so sometimes when I'm working through some dense material from Romans, I might do a, like a three-point message because it helps me to kind of break down what Paul is saying and say, hey, here's point number one. Here's the second point that follows. Here's the third point. And by the end, there's like, oh, okay, we've built something here. Uh, we, we, underst- we understand this. But a lot of times when I'm preaching through a story, I'll use something like Andy Stanley's method where it's like, here's this one big idea and we're just focusing on that. There are no sub points here. So just read the text, study the text, figure out what works best for you. And I know a lot of people too uh, will... Uh, create their own template. And that's why we have Sermonary. So if you haven't tried out Sermonary, it's our cloud-based sermon writing platform. We give you some outlines. We're going to share those outlines that we give you here in a moment. And we give you an opportunity to create your own outline. So that's really great. So we've got six uh, very common sermon outlines or sermon templates. We're going to walk through those. And, and if you want to follow along, I should say we should give them the URL. If you oh, want to yes. follow along while we're going through these templates, you can go to freesermontemplates.com mm-hmm. and we have all that laid out for you and you can follow along as we're going through them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, if you don't have an opportunity to write this down, so it's freesermontemplates.com. Real easy to know. That'll be in the show notes too. So the first one is, I kind of alluded to this, but it's a traditional three-point sermon template. Uh, you could even say it, a traditional two to four point sermon template. You probably don't want to go over f- four points because then you kind of have a sermon series. But essentially, it's begin with the introduction. You've got point number one. You've got the explanation of that point. Uh, you're explaining the scripture, illustrating that scripture section, and then you're providing application. Then you go to point number two, explain that section of scripture. You work through it two to four points, and then you end with a conclusion. This is kind of like a tried and true method, and I think it works really well when you're just digging into some dense material. Uh, but it's it's tried and true for a reason. Uh, I tried uh, using the three-point traditional method. I preached it for a long time at the beginning of my ministry, uh, time there and and it worked okay for me when i came across andy stanley's method his me we god you we i i just felt at home so to speak with that format i i tend to share lots of stories so it was sort of conducive for me uh, it was a growth opportunity for me on the three point but i felt like naturally with the my style of communication i fit better with the me we god you we and ultimately like we have six of these one of these may work really well for y- your style the way that you communicate and or maybe you need to create your own but uh, let me just share a little bit about andy stanley so andy stanley starts with me and he asks he, he sort of shares like a personal story or, or he, he he shares something that we wrestle he, wrestled, he that wrestles he, with. He, he yeah that he wrestles with or that you have wrestled with right mm-hmm. and then he says well, you know he transitions to we you know have haven't we all experienced this or what does this look like for all of us as a society as a church as a mm-hmm. community and then he transitions to god what, what does god's word say about this particular issue that he's worked to build tension up 
for? And again, it goes back to inductive preaching. And then it goes to you. Like, what does this look like for you? What does this mean for you? Oh, what is the application for you? And then at the end, he, he sort of uses the statement, what, it, what would it look like if we all, you know, and then you fill in the blanks. What would it? What would our church look like if we all would do X, Y, Z? And so that's the Andy Stanley, me, we, God, you, we. If you want to read about this format, it's in his book, Communicating for Change. Communicating for a Change. Yeah, yeah Communicating yeah. for a Change. It's a great book on, on preaching. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the next one, the third one, is a verse-by-verse running commentary. So if you say, yeah, I want to work through big passages of scripture and just kind of verse by verse go through that you're going to take the first chunk of verses and you're going to walk through what that means explain that uh, you'll illustrate that you go to the next chunk of verses then the last chunk of verses depending on how many chunks you see in that text and then you're going to end with application and conclusion so you're going to walk through all this scripture you're going to help people to understand it and then you're going to say okay we've we've looked at this passage now here's what it means and then you wrap it all up so that's something that i've i've seen become more popular a template i've seen become more popular over the years as people rightly so are are starting to dig especially in certain traditions dig into the bible a little bit more yeah, the next one is our defenders outline mm-hmm. and this is really in apologetics this is one we actually created ourselves and uh, basically you are defending a biblical truth and maybe the resurrection of jesus and so you would open up with hey here's here's an issue here's a topic here's what the bible teaches and then the next section you would consider objections here is what this author here's what this philosopher here's what this professor here's what this book Here's what Wikipedia said. (laughs) Here's how they object to that. And here are their reasonings. Uh, And you want to be very honest about that. So instead of using this sort of scarecrow argument, uh, you say, hey, here here are the strongest objections. I think Timothy Keller is really great at this. Yeah, he he does this uh, to sermons, but also talks as well. And um, you say, okay, here are the strongest objections from the most reasonable people. And then you answer those objections and you pull in the work of, uh, you pull in the Bible as well as the work of other individuals who've addressed this. So that's a really cool one. We also have uh, down the children's leader. Mm -hmm. And this is one we also created with the help of some children's pastors. I won't go through it specifically, but it's not just for a sermon, it's for a whole service. Yeah. So it includes uh, a game. It includes the uh, Bible verse that you have the, the children memorize. It includes small groups. Because when you're, teaching, uh, when you're teaching children, everything has to really push towards that big idea, whether it's a skit or and we should and we should say uh, kids lessons shouldn't be 45 minutes right? yes right right <laughs> and so this is really cool if you're a children's pastor you know a children's pastor yeah. uh, download this and, and share it with them it's basically here's here's how you flow with your service yeah. so the body and everything's about the game is about this big idea it's, it's great same thing with the youth pastor uh, the youth pastor it's it's not an entire service but it really focuses on what God's word says and then also provides time for response at the end. So those, those are gonna be really helpful for you, whether you're a children's pastor or a youth pastor. The great thing is uh, you can go to freesermontemplates.com. You can 
take a look at, the, at the, all of these mm-hmm. in their uh, entirety. You, but you can also utilize these in Sermonary. Sermonary is our sermon writing app. Wade mentioned it earlier. And when you go to start a new sermon, it'll ask you, hey, do you want to start from scratch or do you want to mm-hmm. use a pre-built existing outline? And th- that outline does provide you some some structures, some foundational support there. And then you can go in and add in your own content within that format and in, in, in that outline. And so Sermonary is free uh, you can sign up for a free trial we believe it's going to be really helpful for your sermon preparation Mm -hmm. process as you're writing your sermons you know i like to describe it as you know we've used word for so long and so everyone just writes north to south on the page in a linear format and if you're adding just tons and tons of content especially if you're working through some dense material Mm -hmm. it just gets really hard to to copy and paste and to maneuver all the content around the seminary though is the complete opposite of that seminary is smooth seminary is agile you can drag and drop things with ease you can move things around so easily and again you can utilize one of these templates and one of my favorite things about seminary too is you can actually create your own you say you know what yeah I've, i've taken kind of andy stanley's and i've kind of merged it a little bit with the traditional sermon point method i've sort of done a little mashup here and Mm -hmm. i I really like the way that it's laid out you can actually save that as a template so that when you start every message every week you can you can begin using that structure you have to recreate that structure every single week so the goal of sermonary is really to help you write your sermons faster and not just every sermon but like the whole sermon preparation process for that that process to be more efficient for you but then when you're actually delivering your sermon we have something called podium mode that is just a wonderful experience yeah, and it has a timer at the top or a count you know a clock or a countdown timer whatever you prefer and it's just a wonderful experience for utilizing mm-hmm. all the content you've prepared and and presenting in a way that helps you view that and skim through that quickly as you're presenting the gospel. So check out Sermonary.com. You can sign up for a free trial. It's going to be amazing. And 2.0. Yeah, Sermonary 2.0 is coming. So a a great program just got even better. And we talk about Sermonary. I I preach from time to time. I'm a teaching pastor at at my church, a volunteer teaching pastor. And I I have to have Sermonary. Like The idea of Sermonary was gone I would be so upset, not just because I helped to found the company, but because I love it so much. Yes. So, Sermonary 2.0 is coming out. Uh, Let's leave them with a question. Yep. What's your go-to sermon outline? Is it one of the ones we've talked about? Is it something else? Or have you created an outline of your own? Make sure to share that. You can do that on Twitter. You can do hashtag HelloChurchPod. You can also leave a comment on YouTube in the comment section. I think that's going to help pastors as they can kind of see what people use and then also see some of your creations. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Mm -hmm. on Spotify, and on YouTube. And make sure to comment. Really excited about the new season. This is episode two. We've got great stuff coming as we really break down the parts of writing and delivering a sermon. So that's coming up on episode three. Make sure to tune in. 